This is Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, featuring distinctly qualified global changemakers dedicated to creating a healthier planet. One where our unique gifts are lived, expressed, and celebrated. I'm your host, Julian Guderlein. some interviews before that and I brought the two of you on because you are a couple facilitators you are a power couple really you're, you're you bring so much energy into the space and literally before we hit record someone just walked up and said can you please facilitate something for our core leadership team because you guys are so good at connecting people to the way of being the way of being that is needed to connect to regeneration and so you know in your own words um, maybe introduce yourself or share a bit about this event that you experienced and, and what your passion about facilitating this new operating system is. Yeah. Go ahead. We are, uh, we're a couple, we've been a couple for almost 12 years. We've been facilitating and working with uh, groups, workshops, speaking for about 11 years. And we, we started out with language coaching and went to leadership and development. And what's always been there is the facilitation. Mm -hmm. and the collective and if there is when we come into a space our wish is to bring people into a deep connection from the very first moment because when you come into an event like when we were here we were opening the ceremony um, I truly believe that there's so much power of coming together people travel from all over the world right on, yeah. and we have a short time together four or five days is not long and, and, and if we are losing time from not tapping into each other from the very first second of going dive deep, deep, deep diving into each other mm -hmm. and who are you and who am I and, and going beyond this you know superficial conversations I truly believe we don't need to wait days to feel each other yeah, yeah. and when we come into a space no matter what space it's how can we from the very first day feel that we are a collective mm -hmm. and when we feel that we are a collective that's when we, we feel safe when we feel vulnerable we feel seen we feel heard we feel worthy and from that space of feeling that I am enough and I'm in the right place and I am where I'm supposed to be that's when we start to show our true light and our genius and we feel that I'm not, I don't have to do it because of you know my ego. I'm here, yeah. and I'm here because I'm so I'm so honored to be in this space with these beautiful humans. And so our role, when it comes to the leadership and collective, is to take off all the masks and create a facility space that creates a safety, vulnerability, and openness, so we can, from the very first evening, tap into. Hey, now we landed. Mm -hmm. We are here together. We are. We are a collective, so we don't have to wait until the last day saying, "Oh, I didn't know this about you." Or, "Oh my God, you are here, Julian. You're here. How is it that I didn't feel you?" Yeah. And we can do that first day, and from that we can just accelerate what we can create in five days. Beautiful. I do want to tap into that first opening exercise that, that you both hosted. So there's a circle of a hundred people, right? We just all arrived in a venue, and you know, 
you're mentioning it. There is a little bit of this, well, I'm here now, but who are these other people? How do I think about myself? Do these other people see that about me? <laughs> right? Like, where's my breath right now? And you two took over really strongly. It was a beautiful sunset moment. I, I remember it quite vividly. And guided a, what was it, like 45-minute exercise of walking through the circle, moving in the circle, eye-gazing in the circle. And then it turned, you know, we, we turned up the volume and, and express like raw emotion and then tap into an ecstatic state. And I remember very specifically two moments in this exercise with you. And I'd love to hear and just, you know, riff on that afterwards. The first moment for me was, was actually the masculine moment of, of challenging each other, of like, okay, who's that guy? <laughs> I'm going to follow him now. Okay. And then I, I, yeah, I made that choice in that moment, you know, I, that's the thought that came up. And, and so it, yeah, I took a really deep breath and I was like, yes, I am coachable now. I'm a yes, I'm here for this. Right? So when, once I made that step, I had this first interface with yeah, my ego and, 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 and my own desire to be in charge or, or share what or, or understand and, and so that was the first moment um, many moments in between but then the second moment I vividly remember after this initial moment of saying yes to be fully embodied in there is there was a click for me about half an hour in and for context we were walking around in a big circle mixing it up but always finding eye contact with other people and there was a moment when I felt like I have now scanned about 80 to 90% of the people here. Okay. I've connected with them. And that was a click in my nervous system that felt like, Oof, I'm here. Yeah. I'm seen. I see these other people. Yeah. This is going to be an experience. Yeah. And I can tell by the smiles on your faces that that's what, yeah. that's what you're facilitating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the ultimate. It, I, yeah, I want to go to your point because I'm totally like you. I'm terrible. I'm a passionate facilitator, but I'm passionate about facilitation mm. and speaking and all this art of like leadership. And I'm so like you when I enter a room and, and I'm going to attend a workshop with this, please do this well. Like I'm not a full yes. I'm like really testing the leadership. Mm. And one thing is... If I want you to, if you're leading me and you want me to follow you, lead the fucking boat. Like, <laughs> like don't do it half-heartedly. Like, you're going in and you're, all right, we're doing this, we're doing that. And make me feel like you know exactly what you're doing and that even though you don't, you don't have to know, mm -hmm. but make me feel like you do. Because it's uh, like Christopher Columbus. Like, I'm going to take like 400 men across these uh, gigantic piece of water that no one has ever came back from, you have to enroll these people mm -hmm. into your crazy vision. And it's what these, um, like what we're passionate about is training people to turn into leaders, which means showing up this certainty when you're clearly taking people into terra incognita. Mm -hmm. You have no idea if you'll ever make it back, yeah. but you ha you, you're telling the world, yes, but I have faith. I'm here for this. I, I have faith that this is worth it and that's when you show up, I know, because I'm like you when I enter a space, that people are like, oh, he's gonna ask us to move now. I just wanted, wanted to chill. Mm. I wanted to chat with people. Mm. Uh, and he's making me silent now. So like, and I know that I have a role there to say, we're going for it and owning this fully. 
And the second part, and, and I'm so grateful this way, I think I had massive goosebumps. It, it, it's the goal, the main goal for us in this opening ceremony is to create this feeling of, of course, it's 80 people, 100 people. You're, we're not going to connect deeply on the deepest emotional level with 80 people in 45 minutes. But many people came to us and told us the exact thing you told me, us right now is before and after the biggest changes I felt like I've seen everybody and everybody saw me because it's very easy when you arrive at an event like this you're yeah. fluttering like a, you know even the person you're speaking to you're like kind of like this because you're trying to see is there someone else I should be speaking to maybe there's someone I know here and you're taking that out by saying you know what now let's meet everyone mm. And when you do meet one person, be present. And you don't have to be present forever because we're still walking in this space. Mm -hmm. So when you're with one person, be there. Then move on to the next one. Then move on to the next one. So we avoid these like thing of the yeah, the early event thing of like, hey yeah, um, I'm speaking to you, but I'm looking at you because I'm trying to you're like, oh the you look yeah, you look you look cool, so I'm trying to speak to her to impress you who's out of this conversation. You know, all these things that happen right. at the beginning because you want to make the most out of it. And be like There's a little bit of, of the city speed, the, the speed yeah. of our modern society in contrast to the village speed, right? Like yeah. Uh, I say that often in, in interviews like this, not everyone wants to or needs to live in a village. Yeah. But what we're practicing in spaces like Rebuild, in spaces like the, the Dream Factory, um, in many other spaces around the world, is a, a operating system where we yeah. can become present with each other. Yeah. And I, I, that's what I feel from you both, uh, from the opening event to this moment right now, to music we've made together, to other things you hosted or I hosted or we were just participants in. That energy of presence is it's delicious right there there is like there's more opportunity and potential than just these memories from the past about oh, that's what could happen at this event no when you drop in the the field opens yes absolutely and i think that presence i mean you spoke about you know the, the facilitation and being with other people it's a sacred space for me it, I don't take it for granted, and in, nowadays, in our days, even more, I don't take it for granted to come together with geniuses in a space for five days. People who are, you know, come from all over the world, and there's so much gifts in this space. So the best I can give is my presence. Mm -hmm. And it's up to me to show up first as me being really here and, and seeing how am I communicating with you, what's coming, am I doing this from my ego, am I doing this from a place of really truly wanting to be here with you and, and tap into each other and in this collective. And then also with the space, I don't take it for granted that having a space, you know, a stage or, or holding a space, that just because I'm there that people should listen to me. Mm -hmm. I, I, storytelling and facilitation and, and space and time I think is it's so sacred time. So if someone took the time to be with me for 20, 40 minutes, five days, one year, whatever that's, you know, time they take, they decide to, to commit, it's, it's such an honor mm -hmm. to say that this person has 24 hours, the only thing we don't have more of 
if they, they took this time, they could do something else. They could be with their kids, with their partner, with themselves. With, they could invest in anything, and they chose this. And then it's up to me to honor their time. Mm -hmm. And that is done through my presence, but also making sure when we facilitate, we actually show up fully, 100% to like, I know you took this time, I know you trusted me to come this far, and I'll do all my best to honor that. This is huge, it's landing for me. Because, yeah, we all love our own time. We know that time is a, a commodity that's very special. What do you apply on your internal landscape in those moments when you're like, okay, I'm here, it's starting, I got the microphone, people are paying attention. What else do you bring into this, this moment that you're like, okay, this is how I actually make the person outside of me feel me, have it count. Is there anything else you, you could maybe go a level deeper and, and share, share a bit of your um, you know, bag of tricks? One thing is, both me and Sebastian are like, in France they have the word deraciné, which is de-rooted, because mm -hmm. we come from families who have traveled and you know, multicultural, and we always, both of us has to have this experience of being the one coming into a space and new culture, new environment, where we are kind of the outsider. So I always look out for the outsiders or the people, not the outsiders, mm. but the ones feeling that they might not belong. And my goal is for them to feel at their home. Yeah, so and bring them in. And so that's when I when I'm, I'm one thing that I do since since public speaking when we started doing stage is to flip who is on the stage. Mm. So I see the participants as the stage. I see them as the, the show that I'm watching instead of me being on the stage. So I completely forget myself as being the facilitator I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost sitting there watching them, like what's going on, what's happening, what are the dynamics? So I'm like, oh, they are talking, but she's not talking. Can I do an activity that will maybe add a small comment that she will feel included? And then, you know, and then feeling like, okay, people are starting to drift off because we are too much in the in the slow, okay, let's go, and, uh, and we start to play with the rhythm of like, it's almost like a dance, like, okay, now we had the music has been going like this, but we want to take up the beat, we're bringing in the masculine, we're bringing in the, the movement, okay, now we bring it down. And then, you know, we'd play with this, with this space of um, group dynamics of the circle, always the circle, everyone's seen that, you saw that in the beginning, we are obsessed with the circle, yeah. and then the small circle. So it's about watching the show. I see it as hmm. it's flipping. It's landing, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, the thing is, what made a, the biggest difference for me mm. in my journey as a speaker was to understand that the main thing I'm supposed to do is to listen. It doesn't mean I don't speak, but my attention on the stage, even if it's a like, one-hour talk where I cannot make the people talk and all this, if it's like the setting, my attention is in listening. The speaking is what I do on autopilot. But I'm paying attention to people's reaction, who's engaged, who's not, all the time, even if it's just a crowd in front of me and I cannot make them move. My attention is on listening. That's where I put my awareness. And one thing for that is most people, when they facilitate or they're speaking, they don't use silence. So they just go in a stream that is going, 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 therefore they're literally out of breath. Yeah. And they 
just exhale and never inhale. So you're going there, listen, watching the crowd, and you're like, take a moment. So to, when we were talking earlier about presence, I wanted to add these notes. A part of the presence is to shift from my body and my, like where I am standing right now and, and speaking and moving to being a full spectator of the show that is happening and saying, how can I readjust it? Mm. So I go from a presence that is here, speaking, leading, saying, and poof, I observe and bump, and I do these back and forth as much as I can. And the more often I do it, the eventually it feels like I'm turning into one, mm -hmm. and this I can do it at the same time. But there's like this beauty of constantly, that's what I started with, is this constantly reassessing. Whether it's speaking or leading a meeting or actually just working on your business, it's the same thing. Fully present and engaged and yet constantly reassessing, is this the right task? Is this the right next activity? Do, we, do I still feel that my master plan that I've just crafted maybe yeah. 20 minutes ago is still relevant right now? And we had that. We did a workshop um, on Saturday during the home conference with the art of receiving, and I had scheduled it to be in the tent. And I was there, and I was like feeling cramped by the tent, and I feel like I need to do something. I need to change it because I know that was the plan, but I don't feel the plan. I'm not feeling the plan right now. It's so I'm sorry. I need to interrupt the course, readjust, and now we can unleash. And we often don't use that, oh, we don't dare mm -hmm. changing, change especially when yeah. we're in the leadership position because it feels like an acknowledging It feels mistake. unsafe, right? And so acknowledging a mistake or unsafe and then it's uncertain again, but really yeah. with that we free up space. There's, there's two things that I you know, put some flags in that I want to come back to, but let's say on this, this first one, which is the expectations our plan create, which there is... a amazing part of that which is you can plan for something it will happen you show up for it you show up strong and it's like you get shit done and it's beautiful but really we also know that that is at, at most half of the game probably more like a third right or even less it's 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 a scaffolding for me it's a framework so i want to know from both of you what is the internal experience you're having when when you when you see your expectation start to become in the way of what you're actually facilitating or experiencing yeah. because i know that this is what we all as humans are dealing with all the time it's like well i'm in this moment i was expecting it to go this way but it's not and then if you're you know really good at it you can come back and flow with it to where it is but many of us and me included over the years i've, I've noticed that is one of my biggest um places of growth is to fully surrender the expectation but adjust it so I'm present with where it went instead and, and I can be part of it in real time. Okay. I have one part for me that's been very clear is before you start a talk, a workshop, a retreat or like a big project, same principle, you decide the end goal. I call it the Mount Everest, like the highest summit you can imagine. Like you're doing this place, rebuild, and you're saying, what's the highest I can imagine? Okay? But then, which is the expectation. Yeah. Then you're like, second step, you're like, but where are we right now? Mm -hmm. What's the starting point? Like I'm taking a group, we arrive, I'm like, 
going back to that opening ceremony, I, we have an intention of at the end we would love people to feel that Mount Everest. Then, like, where are people? Like, what's the current state, of, including myself? Mm -hmm. And then we let go of the final goal. And we just say, that's a general direction. How far we go towards that goal is irrelevant. We know that's the highest one we can get to. So I'm not letting go of that direction. How far I go? And maybe I do on the way, say, like, I just see it as a hike. We say, let's go all the top of that mountain. But we start walking and then, like, there's an amazing lake right there. And it's hot spring. It has waterfalls. Let's go through the lake instead. Mm -hmm. So you just constantly readjust. You don't lose uh, sight of the ideal final goal, but just always present to the landscape to not miss out on what's here now. But Beautiful. it's very important to start from where people are right now and not the final goal. I want to add to it um, one thing that we do. Actually, there are two, two components to it. One is improvisation. Mm -hmm. So Sebastian is, was an imp improv teacher and has been you know, touring improv um, an actor and I, I also used action theatre which is non-verbal improvisation. So both of us are using that in this yes and approach. So as we are co-facilitating many times it's almost like yes and and we go there and he's leading me and I'm like okay that's where we're going, okay I'm following you. So there is I truly believe that improvisation is a, is a skill mm -hmm. that helps so much when it comes to facilitation and in anything in life, really. Um, so we use that a lot, those core principles of improvisation of like, okay, this is what life presents to us at this moment. Let's integrate that. Let's play with it. Okay, someone came in, like a dog came in or a child came in or the, the weather changed. And like, okay, that's what we are. We are playing with the elements of this current state. The second thing is, I remember when I was doing my TEDx, um, the, the guy who was organizing TEDx, TED, TEDx Melbourne, said to me that when he trained his speakers, they have to get to 120%. Mm -hmm. A lot of us stop at 100. Yeah. And that's when we are a bit fragile because we kind of know this, that where we are, but we are not having it. When you can wake up at night and I say, Julian, let's go now. We're doing the breath work like in five minutes and you wake up and you know exactly you're embodying it in every cell. That's when you can start to improvise. Yeah. So our goal is to have a toolbox, which we have created now over 11 years that we can like, okay, we go in and we have this toolbox because we've been training and training and we are very hard on ourselves when we finish and the facilitation we sit and we really look at what could be done better no matter what moment like we always go back and we reassess and like okay that was good but that next time maybe we can try this instead mm. and then we fine-tune our art because for me it's an art form yeah. and then we have this toolbox that just becomes brighter and, and better and with the improvisation and this you know, training, constantly going back in and, and reassessing and, and refining this arch, this toolbox, we can play this beautiful co-creative game where we get to, you know, really create with the, with the participants and we, we get into this flow because we have one, the toolbox that is predefined, the improvisational skills, and then the audience, the, the, the show, mm -hmm. that, but also the, the actual participants.
brilliant. I, I, I love what you both shared. And there's a natural segue into the second flag that I, I had in my mind after we, we dropped in initially. And so you, you just called it a show multiple times, right? Watching the show on the outside, so you're not the one on the stage, but actually the participants are. And, and Sebastian, you were talking about rising your awareness to kind of this observer point of view and then coming back into the body and enacting it and then rising out again. So rather than a show, I would personally call it a feedback loop, yeah. right? Yeah. Similar, similar thing, ultimately. And then at large, I think this is when we start talking about the field. The field of energy that any group of people is representing. And I want to tap in a bit deeper into that because I've watched you both. I've been in your workshops this week. Um, I find this very, very interesting because part of why I go to these events around the world and continue to broaden my horizon and step out of my comfort zone into my learning zone and, and just expand who I am is because in these pockets of reality, at villages, at festivals, at convergences that are masterminds or etc., especially on either sacred land or well-stewarded well land or indigenous land or on land that was purchased like this that used to be a chicken coop we're literally sitting in the workshop, right? That, that desire transformation. Something else is possible. The field is different than it would be in... The field is different than it would be in, let's say, Paris, or it would be in Tokyo, or it would be in Sao Paulo, right? Those are big cities. We, we kind of know what's around us. It's, it's this noise, it's this steady kind of swirl that pulls you in. Here, we are creating a field in resonance with, with the planet. There's a hundred people. These hundred people come because they desire to connect in a certain way. I want to I tap into that specifically and your awareness of it and then your, how you come back into who you are and, and actively enable and empower people to, to tune up their volume of who they are because that's really what we do as leadership facilitators. We want to see more of the gift that is within each individual because that's diversity expressed rather than diversity criticized on based on how we look or where we're from. When Dara was speaking and um, building on that, I had like this other image like you she was saying is a show and you were just talking about everyone shining their life I see it as a symphony <laughs> that's, that's, and there's like more noises and voices that are brought into the space and I see myself as a conductor I really just see myself as like you know, <laughs> the, like giving the beats, but I'm not the musician. In that moment, the voices of the people are there, the way they're acting is, it's the music. So I'm like, what is the most beautiful piece of music I can hear right now with the people here? And it can be by leading the conversation, even at dinner, mm-hmm. and saying, what if I ask this question instead? What, what music, what song will it create? You know, I, I know that people did that, you know, like dropping in with very deep question in the very first moment. And that creates a very different song. And then you can decide to be playful, like, and just like, you know, play with each other physically and it creates a very different song. So for me, the question is always like, what is the song that wants to be sung right now in the space? And, and talking about the space, as you said, I feel like 
when you're in a special place, especially like a temporary uh, gathering, mm -hmm. which has been the case for millennials, like it can be for the solstice or for any, right, like for yeah. the carnival, there's a moment where people agree to gather to do something together. And depending on the, the moment, the intention can be different. But there's this moment where we decide to sing together. And it can be, I, I say song, but it can be building a garden. And we just agree that the best way to create this song is if everyone tries to s not to sing the same notes because we don't have the same voice. And so it's like creating this harmony yeah. between like, I'm going to take care of the water, you're going to take care of digging, and you're going to manage people because you know what the, we're supposed to do. That's, that's the field, right? When we become harmonic resonances to each other exactly. rather than a cacophony of, of sounds that go different directions. Exactly. I love the music analogy a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really going from the cacophony, which I think has its place. Like in every moment when you just go musical and you go in into improvised home, there will be a moment of cacophony where they're and then there's a desire for harmony. And then when there's a like harmony and making one voice, there's a moment people will be like, I just want to do my own thing. And it just turns cacophonic again. So it's like you're even dancing in between this harmony and cacophony, symphony, cacophony, you go from one voice to <laughs> dissonant voices and back. I think what's special about a gathering is the intention, that we are intentional in our way. When we are in the city, when we live in the city or in the country, whenever we live in our, that we are more sedentary, is that how you mm -hmm. say that? Uh, there is no end to it. Feels that like this, that right. at least. When we're settled, it feels like this is where we are. We are here, and there's Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday, we go through life, and there's kind of a rhythm to it, which is beautiful as well. But when we come into a space like this, we know that there's a beginning and an end, so it's almost become intentional. I'm here, I'm showing up, I'm taking my phone away, I'm, you know, I've prepared myself to be in the space, I'm stepping into the circle, I'm stepping into the space. So, when we come to an event like this, where we choose to be here, and it's our, I come in, I come in full in the way I can, of course, there's, there's some people are still working, and, but my intention is to, how can I savor the physical moment, the physical space with you being here, me being here? Mm -hmm. It's like, it, and it's so, just that in itself, creates the energy. Yeah. It's like one of those internally applied tools, right? That you don't even need to tell people about it, but if you continue to bring your energy back to even just for me, it, it's open-ended questions in my inner consciousness. How can I create more space right now? Yeah. Wh where's the point of connection with this person? Right? And, and then when you start shifting your attention, usually the outer feedback loop starts to adjust as well. And this is where the, the you know, field theory and the, the way we, we connect on an energetic level is very, very interesting for the spaces we build, for the reality we build, for the way we deal with uh, you know, social challenges, with ecological challenges, with anything really, is the approach we're accessing it with, the angle we're looking at life with. And that is, for me, why I find it so delicious when 
Uh, there's facilitation, there's leadership. Um, that's not just a default of how maybe it's been done on the planet for thousands of years, but actively modeled and molded. And especially, I want to make that, you know, that compliment uh, recorded because I know I shared it with you both before, but especially from a couple, especially from a couple that, you know, is a, a going strong a decade and longer because there is an energy in the way we relate in partnership that, that, that reflects and represents commitment. Now, commitment can look many different ways in, in many different uh, scenarios, but commitment and conviction are qualities that personally I feel are often lacking in our society because we've been accustomed to distraction. We've been accustomed to cancel culture. We've been accustomed to, I don't like this, so I'll leave. I don't like this, so I'll change it. I don't like this, so I'm not going to be in for this. And in a relationship, speaking out of experience myself, there are many high moments, and then there are some moments where your patience and your commitment are just required. I think you're touching upon a really interesting point, which is how we, how we see intimacy and how we see relationships. And that can be for a core team of uh, co-founders or even an event like this. It's, it's almost like we haven't learned how to speak our truth mm -hmm. without creating this connection. So like when the conflict mm. comes up yeah. in a team, it's, it's, it's almost like if I speak my truth, if I speak my boundary, if I feel like this is not my truth right now, I'm not in the place where I want to be, I don't, feel, mm -hmm. I don't feel this moment, and I haven't learned to communicate this in a consensual way, the, the fact that I will communicate that might trigger your trigger and traumas, and it will, might create more disconnection. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, the, co the commitment part is that I want to dive deep into that conflict. I want to drive because for me that means that we got to a point where I'm starting to get to know you enough yeah. and you get to know me enough that we say okay let's sit together now tell me your truth where did your boundary felt that you know you didn't yourself maybe uh, hear your own voice and, and went too far or maybe I didn't understand so, so that that was your your limit and now we get to a point where we said okay let's sit down together and let's Let's do this. And for me, that's so powerful because when we get to learn to speak our boundaries, to speak our truth, to, to learn to, this is a moment of connection. Mm -hmm. This is a moment, it's not the moment of disconnection. The moment when we get to this trigger is the moment where we can finally, okay, we can overcome this. And the commitment of being a couple has taught me to do that with our team. Uh, with my friends, with my clients, mm -hmm. with anyone sitting there and say, okay, that came up, let's create a space now and let's go there. And right on. I do believe that there is this positive psychology that made us forget this beautiful capacity to get into the intimacy of the duality of what we can experience. Right. Friction is on the other side of alignment and of resonance. And yes. It is just a logical experience that friction is there. Yes. So it doesn't mean we want all the friction all the time, but when it shows up, especially in an agreement field like a, an event or a relationship or a workplace, it's a very good thing. Yes. And I, like this is where the coaching, leadership, all of this is so vital. It goes way further when you're able to 
that's my experience it goes way further when you're able to release your own perspective and start seeing it through multiple eyes because that's when the reflection starts and just to add on that when being right is not the ultimate goal because it's not related to your worthiness and actually that moment of I don't need to be right in this moment mm. what I want to create as is the more connection with you and hear you and, and say okay and not mixing that up of in the conversation say but I am but this is happening right. I, am, I need to be right but taking away that idea of that I need to be right in a, in a situation where mm. there's a trigger coming up beautiful <laughs> this is such an amazing interview, beautiful moment to sit down with both of you. I want to wrap it with um, just a short impression from each of you of what was one of your favorite moments this week, maybe something you learned, maybe a place you went to, maybe a, a, a personal connection. And then um, if you, if you want to share how people can find you and connect with you, that'd be awesome too. <sighs> this is my favorite part, you know, these aftermath bliss this feeling of i was telling like feeling sad to leave is the best thing i can feel like mm -hmm. when you're happy to leave like 100 percent happy you're like oh get me out of here get me out of here like, <laughs> i mean i'm also happy but i'm extremely grateful to feel the sadness of saying some people here might not see for a while like you're gonna leave and i'm like I'm sure we'll see each other again, but I have no idea of the when. And feeling that there are people here I literally just met. I didn't know who you were like on Wednesday. And we probably even met on Thursday, really. And I feel like the friendship has been created. Mm -hmm. And you're entering my field of family. And many people here are like really stepped closer into my inner world and I, and I don't think it's a moment but it's this general feeling of I don't know I see it like this but also like this it's like it's people entering my world and also my me extending my my world to yeah. new people and to new realms and being invited to the Azores to hang out with you and being invited to, to London and like there are so many things I feel like oh my universe has expanded mm -hmm in these five days like in so many ways but like i feel like right now it's my in my network uh, i feel like yeah so grateful about that for me when i'm thinking about it is the the life that came into this space I f that's really what feels so special because it's an ancient factory you know egg, egg factory it has been abandoned for so many years yeah. and it used to be the place where the village people from the village here would come to have their their the celebration yeah and bringing a new generation of world travelers but also portuguese like bringing that into this space and making it alive again that makes me so happy yes. and it brings me so much joy mm -hmm. and when I walk in the land now I have those moments of memories yeah. I'm like oh we were dancing there we we're having conversation there and yeah. I was watching the stars there and this and I meditate and then you have all those like snippets of special sacred 
beautiful memories that I have now ingrained in the space. That was that yeah, that is the feeling I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the picture of witnessing the land as a, an ancient tree that's been here for two, three hundred years. That's seen all of the people come, the chicken farm come and go, that sees us come and go. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So how do people find you and, and get in touch with the work that you create? What's what's one of your favorite platforms? I would to do say so? Instagram at the moment. So Sebastian has speak with Seb. And I'll, I'll link it out as well. Insta Daria, that's where we share the most at the Beautiful. moment. Then, yeah. yeah. Start there. <laughs> Daria, Sebastian, thank you so much. It's yeah. such a pleasure to get to know you both. Yeah. To be a, a yes to being led by you, and then also be a, be a co-creator and yeah. maybe lead you in other moments. Yeah. More to come. Yes. Thank oh, so I'm looking forward.